With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires like the highly consumer rated Bridgestone Weather Peak. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon. You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real Wood smoke, real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Right Brand Bacon. That's called Right Brand Bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Dial us up. You can email, tweet, all the above. You can also download the Peacock app. And watch this show for free, our streaming service and our radio affiliates around the country, numbering nearly 400. Also want to uh, say hello to Fox Sports 940 in Miami, taking all three hours of this program. Thanks for joining us. Take advantage of Paulie's birthday like nobody's business. Two t-shirts for $49 at danpatrick.com. This week, we celebrate Paulie's birthday for the entire week. Also, we have a new uh, partner, Sportique. Uh, They make great quality items, super comfortable, plus a a flask and a handwritten note from me. It's a tailgate package, and we only have a couple of left, so uh, make sure you you go there and order that now, danpatrick.com. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. There is no plan a football coach likes less than plan B. But around the NFL, teams are trying to figure out how to deal with injuries. Here we are. We're two weeks in. Andy Dalton's out for the Bears. Rookie quarterback Justin Fields will get his first start. The Dolphins will be out with, uh, without Tua Tonga-Vailoa. He has uh, cracked ribs. We learned that Carson Wentz sprained not one, but two ankles in week two. He's questionable. Ben Roethlisberger dealing with a pectoral injury. Davis Mills gets the start for the Texans tonight against the Panthers. Not exactly what the NFL had in mind when it made the primetime schedule. Texans, Panthers, tonight. There are no easy answers. Teams can try to build depth, but quarterback is very complicated. The most important position in all the sports, but sometimes you don't want the best possible player standing over the shoulder of the starter. Most coaches would love an experienced guy who... You know, no headlines. He can step in, but he knows what his role is. But that's not a reality in the NFL. And looks like we're going to find out how strong the backup plans are for several teams this season. And it made me wonder, what if? The NFL, well, sports in general, is full of what ifs. What if Drew Bledsoe didn't get injured 
20 years ago today against the Jets. He came back in, but he lost his job, and Tom Brady took over, and we know the rest is history. Although Bledsoe did come back in the AFC title game, New England was 5-11 and this season before. Bledsoe got hit and got knocked down, game against the Jets. Uh, Tom Brady came in, and he did okay. There was nothing special about him, but he seemed to gain confidence as uh, he moved along. Trent Green, what if Trent Green with the Rams didn't get hurt? Because if you don't have that injury, we don't have the Kurt Warner story. That was 1999. There's a movie coming out on Kurt Warner's life. There's no movie on Kurt Warner's life if Trent Green doesn't get hurt. Maybe, maybe he gets a job someplace else, but he had already been in a few systems, including the Green Bay Packers, There was nothing special about Kurt Warner, but he got in at the right place, right coaches. He had a great offensive coordinator in Mike Martz. Dick Vermeil is his head coach and a ton of talent around him, and he became a Hall of Famer. What if Peyton Manning doesn't hurt his neck and the Colts draft Andrew Luck? Curtis Painter took over, and that he played them into the number one pick in the draft. Washington had the number two pick that year. They took RG3. If they were the number one pick, they would have taken Andrew Luck. It's just weird how the NFL is full of these stories of what if? What if that didn't happen? What if this did happen? But it was 20 years ago today that Tom Brady became Tom Brady of sorts. Came in for Drew Bledsoe when he suffered that injury. Remember when Pete Carroll, they signed Matt Flynn in the offseason? Matt Flynn had one big game, threw for 400 yards against, I think, the Lions at Lambeau. And Seattle goes, we've found our quarterback. And then all of a sudden they go, let's take this guy, Russell Wilson, out of Wisconsin. So they do find their answer in the state of Wisconsin. It just wasn't Matt Flynn. It was Russell Wilson. Imagine if another team takes Russell Wilson. Because now we have a revisionist history. All of these teams talk about, yeah, we were, we were thinking about taking Russ. Well, you had your opportunity. He went in the fourth round. How many fourth-round picks at quarterback start week one? McLovin, can you ask yeah. stats to run the numbers on that? Yeah, we, uh, there's more than you might think. Really? Yeah. Well, not non-first-rounders. Okay. But I'm talking about a fourth-round pick. Okay, let's do, we'll do non-first round, how about that? Non-first round picks. Who started week one? I'll give you time. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I think there's a few more than we, that we're forgetting. Okay. But if you start to look at the most impactful injury of all time, you know, Bledsoe, obviously that paved way for Tom Brady because Bledsoe had signed a $100 million deal. He was their future. Tom Brady was just, hey, let's take a flyer on this guy, sixth round pick. Peyton Manning's injury, Trent Green, uh, Joe Theismann with his broken leg, uh, Drew Brees, separated shoulder with the Chargers, went to Miami, and Miami's doctors didn't clear him. They took Dante Culpepper. What if Miami's doctors with Nick Saban said, hey, he's still good, he can play? That would have changed the New Orleans Saints. That would have changed Nick Saban. That would have changed Alabama football. What if? Bo Jackson, what if? What if he just played baseball? What if he just played football? 
how good would he have been? But the NFL and sports in general, full of what-if moments. Yeah, McLovin. Yeah, I mean, Bo Jackson could have been Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, and everybody rolled up into one if his career had keep go- kept going. Well, I don't know how long he would have played. I think he would have made more of a name for himself in baseball than he would in football, even though he was a Heisman Trophy winner. And he was an incredible football player. But it just... It's, it's a sport full of great running backs. Unless he did something where he had 2,000 yards every year for five years, his numbers, while they might have yards per carry, he'd be over five yards per carry probably. But I don't know how much he would stand out from so many great running backs. But as a baseball player, with what he was doing with his arm, his speed, his power, it's that's a rare combination. He would have been... A 40-40 guy. By the way, I think it was on this date that Jose Canseco became the first 40-40 guy in baseball history. Although I do like some of the older guys who say, if I'd known it was a big deal, I would have done it every year. (laughs) I don't know if you could have done 40-40 every year. Plus, Jose was artificially enhanced there. Yes, I remember thinking that was like the biggest deal. 40-40. 40-40 is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Even 30-30 is, is still a big deal. But, you know, nobody values stolen bases. So when's the last time we had a 40-40 guy? Trout's never gone 40-40. Yeah, Paul. Now the category is 250 and 150. You hit 250, <laughs> you strike out 150 times. While hitting 30 home yes. runs. Yeah. How's your launch angle today? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, This program brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Make sure you upgrade to the Dollar Shave Club. Six-blade razor, noticeably smooth shave thanks to their six precision-cut stainless steel blades. Find your perfect shave with Dollar Shave Club in stores. Yes, McLovin? I have four 40-40 players of all time, according to this list. Okay. The last one was 2006, and I don't think you will guess it. 2006-40. Wildly talented player who used to be on the Yankees. Yeah, Paul. Alfonso Soriano. Oh, well, that's a good guess. Alfonso Soriano? That's right. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a good guess. Yeah. 46 homers, 41, but he was a national at the time, according to this list. He was a Washington national. Hmm. Yeah. Those are numbers that kind of go, make you go, hmm. You know, things that make you go, hmm. I don't know why you say that. Alex Rodriguez, Barry Bonds, and Jose Canseco, and Alfonso <laughs> Soriano. Why would you say be suspicious of that list? Yeah. Yeah, but Bonds, when he did it, was a skinny guy. Yes, 96, yep. Like, Bonds, that was real. A-Rod wasn't real. Conseco wasn't real. And I'd probably put a question mark by Alfonso Soriano. Yes, Pauling? You know, if Barry Bonds didn't use, allegedly, if he didn't use, he may go down as one of the top three baseball players of all time. His numbers and his general, he, he had enough power, and he had the stolen bases. Like his, If you took his first half stats and doubled them, he's first ballot Hall of Fame. And I'm not excusing him, I'm just saying, like, can you imagine if he did it straight? Yeah, but he wouldn't have had those numbers because his numbers started to tail off. He he didn't have a great batting average, I don't think, until he went to San Francisco. His last few years in Pittsburgh, he was hitting, like, 301, 292, 311 with 25, 34 home runs. Yeah. But he also was stealing, like, 40 bases. It's just, he was the real deal. But if you said you could have Bonds or Griffey, I'd rather have Griffey first 10 years. Yes, McLovin. 
Yeah, there's a gap in MVPs. Bonds won in 90, 92, and 93, <laughs> then didn't win again until 2001. That's yeah. a pretty long gap between two MVPs. What do you think happened? <laughs> it's like Roger Clemens, you know? There's a little bit of a gap in winning Cy Young's there. Yes, Eaton? I think it's so messed up that Alfonso Soriano is now assumed guilty because he's on that list with a bunch of other PED guys. Who were guilty? They were guilty, yeah. yeah. But he's never been I rumored as that. He He's skinny-looking. Yeah, it's so maybe it's not fair to lump him in, but you know, baseball created all of this. Baseball created doubt, and and instead of cleaning it up, you remember if five percent of the players were uh, dirty. That's what we were told. Hey, five percent. I think Donald Fear, who was the head of the uh, the uh, Baseball Players Association, was like, no, it's only five percent dirty. Oh, okay. And then we realize it's probably 95% dirty. Yes, he. I think people confuse Alfonso Soriano with uh, Robinson Cano. Yes, don't you know? Yeah. Yeah. Who is on that list? <laughs> Multiple times. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yes, McLovin. But I think the whole era is blanketed with him. It's not, you know, you pick an individual from that time frame and you think they probably did. Yeah, but baseball did this. They did this to the union where we became suspicious, where everything you were watching, you're going, is that real? And, and, and I don't know that year where you go, from then on, we became suspicious. Prior to that, you weren't. Now, look, I have, I've admitted I was naive when it came to what was going on with Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. But there's part of me that just wants to, like, I wanted to believe. Now, that's not the best approach when you're in the media. I wanted to believe Lance Armstrong. I wanted to believe Mark McGuire. But... But I was raised in thinking about the best possible scenarios, that these were great athletes. What they were doing is incredible. And, and I never wanted to kind of have cast doubt or suspicion and go, eh, I don't know. And now I can't get away from that, where you're always going, I don't know, eh, you get that pretty far. Well, that was an opposite field, 440-foot home run from a second baseman. I don't know. I hate the feeling. Yeah, Paul. And Lance Armstrong is kind of the greatest shooter of all time because you rooted for him because of his illnesses, yeah. which made you doubt him even. There's almost no doubt. Plus, he attacked his attackers. I can remember working with you back in the day, and when someone would accuse him, like Floyd Landis, he would call us and say, put me on. He'd be like, let's, let, let's go after this guy. I'm going to go after this guy. Yeah. He, would, he would do interviews and attack his attackers. If he had just come back from testicular cancer and raced in the Tour de France, he could have done live strong. He could have done something incredible. But when you win, now the world is watching. And he became too good. You get too greedy. It's the same thing with Bonds. If Bonds hits 49 home runs, we're not going, mm. now you can look at him and go, well, it seems a lot different. But he, you get greedy. You know, when you have plastic surgery, you, know, you, you want more. Like, how do you enhance me even more? It's the same thing with athletes. How do I... Remember when they wanted to show you their bodies? And then they wanted to hide their bodies? I don't need to name names, but there were guys who would wear form-fitting uniforms. And then all of a sudden, we were like, oh, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, it looked like they were wearing laundry. Like, oh, is that the uniform? Looks like pajamas that you got on. By the way... And this is not meant and uh, to, to couple him in. Uh, Salvador Perez has 46 home runs, passing Johnny Bench for the most ever. 
for a catcher. And I just, I like to look at the numbers there. You know, he's 28 years of age. And I, um, I'm looking at the numbers that he has. Uh, let's see. He started out with three homers, 11, 13, 17, 21, 22, 27, 27. Uh, last year, he hit 11. And uh, that was obviously in uh, limited time, 37 games. And now he has 46. Okay. You don't seem pleased by reading this. Anyone who takes down a Johnny Bench stat, a record, you don't like this. You get, it's, all, it's coming out of your pores. I know. Look at you. Look at him. Yeah. You're like, it looks like you ate something you don't like. Well, you know, you just might go, things that make you go, hmm, that's oh, all. That's oh, all. Don't okay. do that's it. That's all. I'm just saying, hmm, wow. I think Brady Anderson's calling in next. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love when you go old school Cincinnati Reds or... No, no, just just throwing it out there. You're not saying. You're just saying. I'm I'm not saying. I'm just saying. But you know, you go from 27, 27, you go to 46. He's had an incredible season for the Kansas City Royals. But this proves my point. This is what baseball has done. That you you cast doubt on anything that's great. I don't know Salvador Perez, but baseball makes you at least go hmm. And it's not just him. There's a lot of guys that fall in line with that. All right, we'll get to a poll question. We got play of the day, stat of the day, all of that. We covered a lot there, I think. We'll take a break here. Uh, anything else I need to mention here? The big quarterback quiz next. Quarterback quiz? Non-first round quarterbacks to start week oh, one. Oh, you have the information. I got the information. Sports Radar sent it in just now. Okay, all right. So these are... Non-first-rounders who started their first game, their rookie season. Is that, those are the guidelines, McLovin? Exactly. Okay. All right, we'll take a break. 17 after the hour, just getting started. We are not artificially enhanced. Maybe we should be here on the Dan Patrick Show. Discover the Discover credit card. It matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. No limit on how much you can earn, which is amazing. Even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. Last count, 99% of the places in the United States that take credit cards take Discover, which means when you pull out that Discover credit card, get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. Discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. 
And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. We'll talk some college football coming up next hour. Pat Forty from Sports Illustrated, their senior writer. The college football playoff committee met for three hours and decided not to vote on expanding the playoffs to 12 teams. We'll talk to Pat about that. I had heard from a source that could be eight teams in the playoffs to start out with, could then double to 16. Also heard the following that, uh, as I told you, uh, we reported first that uh, James Franklin was, uh, there was mutual interest with uh, the Penn State head coach in USC. Beating Auburn, my source this morning said, that just keeps him at the top of the list, and he's making $7.5 million. And my source said, either way, James Franklin's probably going to end up as the highest paid coach in college football. And also, my source said, hey, these coaches who are mentioned, every all of these coaches want to be mentioned for the USC job. All of them. Because privately, they talk to their agent and they know what that means. That means you're going to get a new contract. And then publicly, you have to go to a press conference. You have to act like, what? No, I'm happy here. I don't want to go anywhere. Nobody's contacted me from USC. 
And I don't know if James Franklin wants that job. I can only tell you. Every time I say this, I got Penn State fans who get mad. Hey, what I say is not going to be why he goes or why he stays. I'm just reporting that there's mutual interest on both sides. That's all it is. You make it seem like I'm the gatekeeper, like, uh, all right, James, you can go to USC. I'd love to tell you that he's staying at Penn State. He can tell you. He can say there's absolutely no way I would leave Penn State. But these coaches don't do that. And even if they do, Nick Saban said, hey, I'm not going to Alabama. And then going, and then he goes to Alabama. There was a coach at a major university. And he met with a, a, a parent and his son. And I know the parent. And he said, this was a Sunday. He said, I'm going to be... I'm going to be your son's coach. I'm going to be here for him for his college career. The next day, he took another job. <laughs> so I never say never, but that's the information I get. And the information I've had for you is impeccable. It is. You know, when I said, hey, James Franklin, there's mutual interest here. Of course, people said no. And that's fine. Uh I don't take it personally because it's territorial. Like USC fans were like, we don't want James Franklin. Okay, don't blame me. Or Penn State fans saying, why do you why are you trying to get James Franklin out of town? I'm not. Tell him or his agent. Not me. I just get the information for you. And I'm told that there is still mutual interest and that he is, quote, at the top of the list. That's all. And then my source said. Either way, he's going to be the highest-paid coach in college football next year because he's going to use this contract as leverage. All of these coaches want the leverage. This is the game that is played. You have a contract, so what? Somebody's flirting with me. I mean, this is just what happens. These guys are always looking for leverage. You know, it's not, I'm beholden to this university the way it used to be. The way it used to be, that's the dinosaur era. These coaches want their money. They're, they're greedy like everybody else. There's not this altruistic, you know, I'm going to stay here because we're part of the community. You stay because you're successful. You're not going to get fired. You stay because you get a lot of money. But everybody is always looking for the next guy who can. Like Miami needs help. Man, Miami, the U is not the U. I mean, it's it's lowercase U. It's U. It's the U, not the U. And if I'm a and if I'm a high school player, why am I going to Miami? And they're going to make a coaching change at some point. But they're not the power that they used to be. Yeah, McLevin. Dan, don't be humble now. We all know you're the puppet master and who's going where. And all right, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do love it. He and I were like, oh, Dan is totally determining where James Franklin is going. <laughs> no, don't say that. Don't say that. I No, had, it just I, feels that way when you say it, and obviously it's not true. I had people who were upset when I said the Big Ten was not going to play football, as if I was the reason why they weren't playing football last year. I, I need college football. I don't have a life. I, I, I'll watch the noon game between Rutgers and Northwestern. Ooh. Yes. So I, I, I just tell you what I'm told, the information I have and the sources that I have. Pac-12, 
going to shut down. How can you be saying that? I'm sorry, just giving you the information. And then when it happens, and everybody's like, ah, I'm going to move on. All right, we'll get to phone calls coming up. Yes, Dan, there's a very popular saying for what you're going through right now. Don't shoot the messenger, huh? Am I right? Okay. (laughs) Am I right or what? Like, gee whiz, guys. Did you just make that up? Yeah. Yeah. I I like it. Yeah. Don't shoot the messenger. You're just giving the information, okay? (laughs) I think it's going to catch on. (laughs) Don't shoot the messenger. Uh, There's an NFL report. The NFL has no immediate plans to change enforcement of taunting rules. Does that mean that they would, like, lighten up a little bit here? This feels like whenever there's a new rule change in for the first month of the season, they go crazy. We're going to throw a flag on holding every single play. And then Tom Brady tweets out, man, it's tough to watch football because of all the holding calls. And then we didn't talk about holding or pass interference. Now with taunting. Um you know, I get it. All the coaches are going to say the right thing. You you know, NFL competition committee, we want to make sure that we enforce taunting. I don't know who asked for them to enforce it, but they're, they're going to enforce it. So uh, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Apparently, the competition committee believed that NFL officials had become too lax in taunting, that they allowed you to get away with too much. Not anymore. All right, McLovin, we had a question. You came up with the answers, and you love when you have the answers and we don't. I feel very powerful right now. Okay. I know nine non-first-round QBs who started week one of their season for their team just since 2000. Since 2000. Wow. Quarterbacks who were drafted outside the first round who started week one. Yes, and I'll go. I'll give you a hint for each of them. You're, you're not going to know them. Uh, 2001. This Dallas Cowboy had some promise, but I kind of threw it away. Quincy Carter? Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Paul. All right. Paul, Paul is... I was so yeah. proud of that. I, I have it on my sheet. I was so proud of that, Paul. Dang it. Uh, 2001. This is a fourth rounder. <laughs> who was... Do you know that Quincy Carter comes up in conversation with Paulie at least... Once or twice a year. Oh, yeah. It's the wildest draft pick. It's such a random, like, he'll throw in, yeah, kind of like Quincy Carter. And you'll go, okay. All right. What else? Uh, 2001, fourth round pick. This guy technically was a rookie starter, but he was quite old. Brandon Whedon. You're on the exact right ball Oh, path. no, 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 because he was a first rounder. You had the, the pre-Brandon Whedon, Brandon Whedon. Baseball player. Chris Wenke. Yes. Okay, this this one you got to let Paulie try and answer. Okay, okay. 2005 fourth rounder out of Purdue. Yeah, Paul. Kyle Orton? Yep. By the way, uh, I thought Drew Brees might be on the list. He sat behind Doug Flutie his entire rookie year. Uh, okay, 2011. This one I'm going to answer. All right. That's a hint. 2011. Andy Dalton? Yeah. <laughs> Andy Dalton. <laughs> Second, Second round, round pick. Yeah. Uh, 2012 third rounder Russell Wilson, we already said. Yeah. Okay, there's four more. 2013, I'm going to give this one to Seton because he went to West Virginia. Geno Smith. Yes. he was. I forgot he was a second-round pick. He started week well, one. for the Remember watching him fall? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. Like you actually watched somebody fall. It was so uncomfortable. Yeah. 
2014. Go back to you, Dan. This is a quarterback who we've talked a lot about this year. His brother was not was very much a first rounder. But Derek he, Carr? Yes. Second rounder. Started for the Raiders week one. Okay. Okay, here's the one we probably should have been talking about. Uh, this guy, you might argue his uh, predecessor goes on the most impactful injury list. Not just for football, but for broadcasting. This guy got injured and might have changed the broadcasting game. And this guy took over for him. Well, and Tony his, Romo got hurt. But Dak Prescott was... He started week one. He did? Yeah, as a fourth rounder. According to the uh, sports trader, yeah. I don't know about that one. I thought... Week one, uh, September 11th, 2016. Really? Yeah, I, I don't remember it either, but... I don't... For some reason... Oh, did Romo get... He didn't get hurt in the preseason, did he? Yeah, that... I think he did. Wow, that's right. Yeah, Dak was 13-3 and three as a rookie, started every game. He Romo hurt his back in a preseason game. He kept a play alive I that he wasn't that. supposed to, yeah. and he kind of got bent up. And they thought he'd be back for week 10-ish. Why, why was he even in that game? Okay, uh, the last one you will never get. <laughs> you will never get. <laughs> Paulie is... Okay, Paulie, go ahead. Deshaun Kaiser for yeah, the Browns. I, yeah, that's like my Eric Zaire. I think there's a little bit of funny business here. <laughs> Did you cheat? No. Swear? No. I, I, I have Deshaun Kaiser written on my list of four. Yeah, it's kind of hard to cheat. I'll give him that. I don't even know how you would cheat on that unless you... Googled. It was a surprise. No, you, it's called Google, McLevin. It was hard to Google this. I had to get help from our staff. Uh, it wasn't that hard. <laughs> yeah. Paulie, wasn't that hard. Paulie proved it wasn't that hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I screwed up. I had Russ in the fourth round. Uh, he was third round. Dak was fourth round, right? Yeah. Okay. I think Dak, you know, that's another kid. Romo doesn't get hurt. Does Dak Prescott earn a starting job? I mean, that theme we were talking about. I know. The, the what-ifers. That was the biggest topic that year. The first two months, I remember on the show, we discussed when Romo comes back, it's obviously his job. And that, and then it got worse because Dak kept playing well. He never cooled off. He had 23 touchdowns and four picks. And Andy Dalton is... Apparently going to be the starter when he comes back, whenever that is. Which, this is what Matt Nagy, the Bears head coach, has to say. Here's, here's Nagy yesterday. When Andy is, is healthy, he's our starter. And then I, I go back to for Justin. Justin's worrying about right now. And Justin's worried about trying to help us beat Cleveland. We're not going to get into that what-if game. Okay. He has to say that. You don't lose your job to injury. At least it used to be you didn't lose your job to injury. Tell that to Tyrod Taylor, who took a needle to the ribs and all of a sudden Justin Herbert took over and Tyrod Taylor is now playing in Houston. This is this moves so quickly and and it's you got 17 games. You can't sit there and go, you know, let's put Andy back. If you see something from Justin Fields, then Justin Fields is going to be your quarterback. I know the fans want it, the media wants it, but I would just caution everybody and say that just because we look at Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence and we say, well, they don't have a lot of weapons. Justin Fields doesn't have a lot of weapons either. Allen Robinson is a good wide receiver, but it's not a good offensive line. He'll have to make plays. And I, I would go in cautiously optimistic with Justin Fields because that's not a good offensive line. 
And the same with the Jags, not a good offensive line. And the Jets, not, with, not having a good offensive line. It's a common theme. You know, Mac Jones will do well because he has a good offensive line to start out with here. But I would caution you. Justin Fields, come on in, and I'd hold my breath. Because I wouldn't be surprised if he has like three plays where you go, oh my God, that's incredible. And then he has three plays where you go, oh my God, what's he doing? That's how it is for quarterbacks. George in Ohio joins us. Hey, George, what's on your mind this morning? Hey, good morning. Morning. I was uh, digging your uh, 40-40 conversations there and uh, got to thinking about some uh, some guys. Uh, Barry Bonds missed it by one home run in 1973. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, one of my – I'm a Reds fan, too, and one of my favorite Reds, Eric Davis, in 1987 – at 37, but he missed a lot of games because of some injuries. I think. Yeah, he yeah. would have been. The, he would have been the first in my mind to do the 40-40. Well, and I a, also, I was wondering, you know, had he never been injured, he may have had, uh, let's say, 400 home runs and. Yeah, but you can't do the, You can't do that. You can't do the what if. I mean, that's just part of the game. I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. He doesn't get injured. What's he hit? 800 home runs? I don't know. Daryl Strawberry doesn't uh, do drugs. What's his career? Like, you can't do the what if. There are a couple of players. Eric Davis, to me, was just a fascinating player to watch. Cesar Cedeno was one of my favorite players, but he played in the Astrodome. I mean, that the biggest ballpark in baseball. But I thought he could have been a 40-40 guy in a a realistic ballpark there. I just, he had such great talent there. Yeah, Paul. From age 26 until 30, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. went for 49 homers, 56 homers, 56 homers, 48 homers. And then he got injured in Cincinnati and cooled off. But I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, his numbers for his first eight years are silly. Brandon in Washington. Hey, Brandon. Good morning. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Brandon. Hey, I was just listening to your list of quarterbacks there that went on uh, drafted non in the first round. Yeah, and I think Jeff Tool started his very first game uh, as an undrafted free agent out of Washington State. How old is that? Uh, 2011. Oh, sorry, 13. 13. Val McLevin, is that right? I hope not, but I'll look it up right now. Okay. Jeff Tool out of Washington State. Well, I'm going to believe Brandon. He sounded pretty sure, and he's probably a Washington State fan. Is Brandon willing to put something on the line? Wow. Okay. How about a pie to the face for Brandon if he's wrong? Jeff Tool? Yes, Paulie. He only started one game in his entire professional career, Jeff Tool, for the Buffalo Bills, and it was as a rookie. We're checking. To Was see. it week one? Wow, there's so much tension Actually, here. I think he should shave an eyebrow if he's wrong. No, I something. <laughs> no, I no. I think we put heavy stakes against him. Okay, who wants a piece of this? Jeff Tool from Washington State started one game in his entire career, and he started for the Buffalo Bills. Did he start week one? A pie to the face for Brandon is at stake. McLovin is willing to take a pie. If Brandon yep. is correct. Okay. Let's take a break. Play of the day. Oh, no, I got it. I got it. <laughs> yes. 
Play of the Day is next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. 
Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Oh my God. The play. The play is called play. Of the day. Runner left side, got it! Check this out. And goalie hits it out to deep left. How far? I told you he was doing that baby is number 27 as he launched it out to left. And it's a 10-2 St. Louis lead. Now the Cardinals have been incredible. Paul Goldschmidt hit a two-run homer. The Cardinals have won 11 in a row. 11 straight uh, matches the longest winning streak in the National League since the D-backs won 13 in 2017. That's courtesy of Bally Sports Midwest. That's our play of the day brought to you by the great folks at M-Drive. You can fight back against aging with M-Drive, a supplement for driven guys that supports healthy testosterone levels, energy, and lean muscle. Visit mdrivedan.com, 20% off. Promo code DAN, don't let age beat you. Get M-Drive today. Uh, shout out to Steve Sands, the uh, great uh, broadcaster for Golf Channel and NBC. He's covering the Ryder Cup. He is uh, heading to Whistling Straits right now and listening to the show in the car. We'll uh, check in with Brandel Chambly, one of the Golf Channel hosts, and uh, we'll get a preview of the Ryder Cup from Whistling Straits. Wonderful golf course. Wonderful, wonderful place. But, man, you better bring your game because the wind... As a great artist once sang, the wind cries Mary. Oh, it cries Mary quite a bit up there at Whistling Straits. Yes, Eden. Do you think that's why they call it Whistling Straits? Yes, they should. Because of the wind? Yes. It. Uh, I played golf with Steve Spurrier. And uh, and I think, did Bob Stoops play with us? <laughs> I know Steve Spurrier did. And, oh, Brian Urlacher. We played Whistling Straits. Man, it can hand you your lunch in a second. But beautiful, beautiful, beautiful facility there. All right, the Jeff Tool trivia question. Quarterbacks weren't selected in the first round, started week one. We had a caller from Washington who said that Jeff uh, Tool started week one, his rookie year, played at Washington State. McLovin willing to take a pie to the face if he's wrong. Yes. No pie for me. Week, he is wrong. Week one, 2013, Buffalo played New England. Jeff Toole did not start. He started week nine against uh, Kansas City and got smoked. And that was his only start of his career. Okay. I have an article here. Jeff Toole will be the Buffalo Bills starting quarterback against New England for week one of the regular season. Head coach Doug Marone announced Monday. What happened between Monday and Sunday? EJ Manuel was iffy with a uh, knee operation. He was recovering. They determined if he was healthy enough to play, he would play. <laughs> the last minute, they pulled up first round pick EJ Manuel to start for the Bills. And Jeff Toole was relegated to second string. Okay. That guy was so confident, by the way. 
Oh, the caller was. I think. Yeah, about Jeff Tool. Oh, oh Jeff, well, Jeff Tool, you could slow down. Yeah. He would have been the first uh, non-drafted quarterback to start week one since the 1950s. Do you know what his career stats were at Washington State? Eight touchdowns, eight interceptions. His team went three and nine. All right. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Okay. I, um, who would have thought we would be talking about Jeff Tool today? He's probably getting texted right Not now. Not even Jeff Tool. Yes, McLovin. I mean, we started this whole conversation with Drew Bledsoe, Washington State. Okay. Full circle. All right. All right. I got that. Thank you. Maybe we could sneak in Ryan Leaf here, even though he was a first-round draft pick. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ryan in Iowa. Hi, Ryan. What's on your mind today? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, Polly stole my thunder uh, with the Tony Roma injury, but I'm going to switch my answer to the most impactful injury. I don't have confirmation that this happened, but it only makes sense that he didn't go on to be a bigger basketball player. A young uh, basketball player at Eastern Kentucky Dan Patrick was injured and didn't go on to play anymore. Oh, thank you, Ryan. I wish that I could say that I was injured. My ego was hurt. It was really hurt. Yeah, Golden Boy, take a seat on the bench. Why did he call you Golden Boy? This is so rude. I, I don't know. I guess I had long hair. And I don't, I think I acted like I was something more than I was, but uh, imagine the head coach calling you Golden Boy and not saying it in a positive way. Because he doesn't like you, he so he not, calls you Golden Boy. He called me Golden Boy. By golly, Golden Boy! And then he made me run the steps. I went, all right. But I was, I was Golden Boy. Did you have blonde hair? Uh, probably Sandy. streaks, you know, some sun in. Put some sun in, in there and a little more orange. But no, I, I don't know why I was called. I wasn't on, on firm footing there where I could say, Coach, why do you call me Golden Boy? Yeah, Paul. You were like Sunshine from Remember the Titans. Remember the quarterback who transfers in with the blonde hair and they'll call him Sunshine. Yeah, but I but I wasn't I wasn't Sunshine. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, How did it happen that he didn't want you on his team, and then you ended up on his team. I I don't know. Like what? It, how did that even happen? You know, I was sort of like kittens that show up on the doorstep, and then you go, uh, I didn't want kittens, but I'll take you in. And then after a while, you're like, you know, let's uh, put these kittens up for, I was put up for adoption, is what it what it was, I think. Yes, Todd. You never had a teammate, like, whisper in the locker room, like, uh, why does he call you Golden Boy? Well, well, you would think Golden Boy would get some playing time, but I didn't. And then when I announced I was uh, uh, I was transferring, I uh, I didn't get a real outpouring of like, man, you're going to be hard to replace, or we're going to miss you, or you were a good lock. I wasn't even a good locker room presence. Like I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't any of those things. I was just like a sulking little kid who could light you up from deep if you gave me a chance. <laughs> take your lunch money. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm going against guys who played, you know, two guys played for the number one team in high school, Eastern High out of D.C. And I th I thought that, man, I, I want a piece of you guys. <laughs> they looked at me like, oh, that's playful. That's cute. Yeah, McLevin. You kind of did have an injury, though. Didn't you have no ACL at that point? <laughs> Weren't you already hurt? Uh, I had I needed knee surgery from uh, by the time I was 14. 
It's, I waited 10 years to get knee surgery. And then, of course, it never stopped. It was like I'd done so much damage. They're like, uh, we're, we're going to do this surgery. We're going to have to come back in. Oh, we're going to have to come back in again. That can't be good. No, it's not. They kept taking things out. What'd you take out this time? And then they finally put in a new knee. I'd still like a piece of those guys from Eastern Kentucky. I could outshoot them right now. One hour in the books, two more to go. We got some questions about Tom Brady going against the Rams. Great defense. And the Chargers and the Chiefs. That's coming up. Close out first hour with our friends from Callaway. I had my Apex irons out, putting on an aerial display. And we finally got a chance to experience the feel and precision of what the players are using. A player's iron. Callaway is built upon the legendary Apex franchise. And Callaway created the player's distance category. And now they've taken Apex, that performance, to an extraordinary level. The Apex 21 irons. You get an amazing combination. You get tour feel. In fact, I feel like when I go to the first tee, they should introduce me. Incredible distance, shot-making control, and now that forged blade feel is in a player's iron for everybody to try. Callaway's Apex irons, the standard irons, will fit a majority of swings. The Apex Pro is well, basically for the pros, the single-digit handicap players. The brand new Apex DCB, the DCB is deep cavity back. It's higher handicaps. You're going to love how it looks, how it feels. There are a lot of irons out there, but nothing delivers everything like Apex. Find out which Apex irons are right for you. CallawayGolf.com slash Apex at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.